Hello, Australia. Konnichiwa, Australia. Welcome to Dodging Armageddon. Dodging Armageddon. To. Welcome to Tokyo 2020. Now, even bigger and better in 2021. Let's cross over to two Aussies camped on the business end of a chopstick, poised to take the gold medal plunge into the miso soup. It's rampaging Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Are you there, HG? Yes, TF Much, Ico and Ryden locked in the Dodging Armageddon soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand Tokyo HQ. Welcome to Japan, where the shower on top of the cistern is always golden. HG Nelson opening the dig on the Dodge and another day of Olympic action. Welcome to Day 13, a competition, a day that is set aside traditionally to acknowledge the contribution and work of sponsors, big and small, to the success of these games. They are the hardworking firm. Usually in mining or soft drink, who put in large amounts of money and、uh, do so expecting bugger all. So His Supreme Excellency is offering them nothing except the knowledge that they're supporting sport and helping to pay his salary. You couldn't be fairer than that.、Uh, but we begin with very sad news Olympia, the home of the ancient games and、uh, the start of the torch relay, every, every Olympics is threatened by bushfires. It's looking very, very grim. I can't remember it ever being burnt out before during the Olympics. That would be a rare, rare double. I'm sure somebody's got a bet on it. And、uh, there was an odd echo of ancient Greece in Tokyo yesterday when tragedy struck in the women's 3000 steeplechase. Aussie champ Jen Gregson did an Achilles heel、mm. on the final water jump. On her birthday, there's still a million ways to lose. Achilles, of course, hero of the Trojan War. His only vulnerable bit was his heel.、Mm. And that's where his enemies got him with an arrow. Yep. Sobering, isn't it? It is. And it lives on.、Yep. Swerving around the bold triumph, which was outstanding, outstanding, only one word for it. Hull and Hall are both、uh, into the women's 1500 and both broke the Australian record to get there. Magnificent work, magnificent work. There's a revolution going on in middle distance running and I'm completely unaware of it.、Uh, look, we've only had reps in that race twice in 50 years and now in Tokyo, two in a final. Yeah. I mean, it beggars belief, doesn't it? It's crazy. And the King of King Island goes、uh, in the 1500 semi later today.、Uh, had a spare minute or two earlier today, so I went back and looked at Nicholas H's 100 metres hurdles display. Talk about a showreel highlight. I mean, Big Nick, as、uh, Roy pointed out yesterday, got all of his down and managed on replay, and I saw he managed to kick over some of his opponents on the way through. I mean, I don't know what's got to set against hurdles, but it's a magnificent achievement. Outstanding in a very curious sort of way. People might forget every other achievement here at these Olympics in Tokyo in 2020 slash 2021, but they won't forget Big Nick and his big feet.、Uh, golf and Minji Lee has emerged a real medal prospect.、Um, I think she might be 19th at the moment with Hannah Green at ninth. So. Maybe they're both in contention. Matildas go for bronze against USA, and in great news for the team, a centre of Matilda resilience and excellence will be built at Jepps Cross in the northern suburbs of Adelaide as part of the build up to the World Cup next year. Cycling and Aussies grab bronze in the 4,000 metre after their opponents, wait for it, New Zealand, dropped a rider at the 2,500 metre mark. The race was won by the Italian team beating their own world record in 342.198. Go figure, I can't do the maths there because if I count three minutes, 42 seconds, and then they're down to a thousandth of a measure on the second, on the 
well, the decimal point on the second. Do the maths. That is seriously quick. Silver went to the taped-up cheating Danes who had their own dramas colliding with Team GB who lobbed home seventh. Those takeo boards, slick and treacherous. Chef de Michon, Ian Chesterman, has heard the call from many Australians suggesting there needs to be greater recognition of the emu in our sporting team's nomenclature. After all, the emu is there with the kangaroo on the pocket above the heart, but absent on the starting lineup. We've got kangaroos, we've got wallabies, we've even got boomers coming out of our ass. But to get a look in, the emu is criminally overlooked in our nomenclature, as mentioned. Just food for thought in an Olympic debrief, uh, as in this could be top of the agenda. How can we get the emu back on this, back in our Australian lineup? Uh, the Dodge is open to suggestions as to which team should wear the feathers. Uh, but the rehabilitation of the emu at Olympic level could begin with our rock climbers or our martial arts experts, which involve kicking. I think we've got taekwondo, karate and so on. There's enough of them to uh, spread the feathers around. And now let's free from the leash. A man in his speedy shoes. He's walking quicker than ever because he allows his Volley OC bolts to slide around the main stadium on the carpet. He's in training. He's creating genuine pace on the slide now that he's got the tricky pedal extremity technology under control. Incidentally, he's just put a very big bet on a double in the 20k and 50k walk. We lick our lips in anticipation. The man now bills himself, incidentally, as the Panther of Lithgow in homage to the original goat, the Lion of Athens. That man is rampaging Roy Slavin. What highlights caught your eye overnight? Shintaro! Yes, thank you very, very much. Uh, Konnichiwa, HG-san. Konnichiwa, Australia-san. Now, our beach volleyball women, HG, that's uh, Mariaf and Taliqua. Do us proud. Yes. They got over Canada, world number one, Canada, last mm. night, and then had to back up this morning against Latvia, and they took Latvia apart. I'm telling you, they did. They did. Two sets to blot. Latvia wasn't in it right from the go. Uh, they might have led just for a little while in the second set, but, but not for long. Uh, so they're going into gold against the United States, who are ranked, I think, third or fourth, Mm -hmm. uh, and that'll be tomorrow. But either way, they're going to have either gold or silver in their pockets. And I I spoke with uh, Pot Aston Cook, and they're over the moon. Over their their words or yours? No, that's their words. I I said, how do you feel? And they said, together, in chorus, over the moon. Well, they added a bit, over the bloody moon, they said. And surreal? No, no mention of surreal. And, no, uh, no, no, no. They know. just thought it was natural. There was no talk of, you know, Man Ray or any of that. Like Dali or that Dali, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was all just great. Now, uh, as an observation, HG, look, I shared, I shared this thought with uh, his um, highest excellency, Lord Coates, last night. A few drinks at the Australian Embassy. God, that Australian embassy's nice. Oh, oh it's first class, yeah. the facilities. Yes. You've just got to press a button and coffee emerges from machines. You know, you can ask for whatever you like. I'll have a nice little glass of white wine. Not a problem, sir. Out it comes. Australian wines, first class, all from South Australia, some from Western Australia. It's just magnificent what they've got there. Anyway, Did you meet the ambassador? Uh, yes, I met the ambassador mm-hmm. and she's a wonderful person. And very proud Aussie, as, you, as you'd expect. Uh, I, and anyway, I, I got talking to uh, His Highest Excellency, Lord, and I, I, I said, uh, what's been clear here in Tokyo is the great sportsmanship by the Australians. Even in defeat, there's a, 
a graciousness you don't see in any other teams, in any other teams. Right. Note the way, HG, that uh, the boomers behaved uh, when the great, uh, might have been Argentinian, uh, retired. They all stood and applauded him. Note when one of the Japanese BMXs fell over, two Aussies came out, lifted her up and put them on their, their shoulders. shoulders yes. It was a beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing. And that's the sort of graciousness mm-hmm. that you're getting from the They Australian are the gracious team. games, I th- Well, we're the gracious team. <laughs> Sorry. The gracious team yeah. in an otherwise ungracious games, I think, mm. HG. So some of the behaviour from the, 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 the Chinese and the Germans and the Danes and the New Zealanders, I, I just don't think has been very good at all. No. And, in the... and I think we've got to call it out. I think we've got to call it out when we see it. Call out the graciousness when we see it. And Australians are gracious. Great sportsmanship. Uh, the Opals finish a disappointing campaign, HG. Well, they were missing Liz Cambridge. We know that. But even so, there might be more to it. And this centre of excellence sounds might be just the, uh, the Philip, just mm-hmm. the, the Philip that uh, women's basketball needs. Look, a- Ashley Maloney, HG, uh, second in the decathlon at this state. What a brave performance. Uh, he's got a buggered knee. Uh, he had to jump the other way around. He couldn't jump his normal jump with a high jump because his knee was buggered, so he changed sides, still got over, still did it. He's second at the moment. It's one of the bravest performances I have seen. Mm-hmm. Such graciousness as well. Since Tiernan, who fell over in That's his right. race, yeah. up there, I think uh, he might have been in the 10,000 yeah, earlier I, I on. I think so, HG. That was incredibly gracious. Uh, look, yes, graciousness. Look, I bumped into uh, Paddy Mills after breakfast this morning. He's very excited. Uh, he's uh, signed a two year deal, of course, with the Brooklyn Nets. I wished him all the best uh, in this afternoon's match with Team USA. And I said, you know, how's it, how's it going to feel with a medal? i tell you what he said to me. It was an interesting insight. He, he said, Roy, i tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to – if we win gold, there's no way we're going to bite that medal for a photograph. It just shits me. And I had to say, uh, look, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, he said, because I know that's what they're going to ask me to do, bite the medal. Well, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not. And I thought, well, graciousness. Again. Again, mm. all the way. Because mm. I, I think there's something unsightly about watching people put a medal in their mouth and bite down on it just for a bloody photograph. It means absolutely nothing. And as, uh, oh, I should mention too, how bold, how brave bold was yes. last night. Fourth. Yes. Fourth. There's a revolution, as you say, happening in Middle Eastern running in Australia, and we're witnessing it with such grace. Graciousness, as many people said to me this morning. Ah, oh, Roy, Australia. Gracious Seiko. Dodging Armageddon presents popular Japanese sayings. When a monkey falls from a tree, we laugh. When a monkey falls from a tree and lands on a friend's head and gouges out his eye, we don't laugh so much. Uh, Roy, uh, an excellent summary there, and I take your point entirely about the graciousness. And again, mm. calling out biting of medals. I think that's gone on too long. It has. Hasn't it's it? a meaningless. When did gesture. it start? What, oh, what brought this about? I suspect fifty-six. Oh no! You know, Does it go back to the gold rush days? I suppose where so. you found yeah, a bit of gold to, and you had to bite it to make, make sure, sure it, it was wasn't, really gold. Yeah, and not not you know a, a, yeah. a lolly somebody had dropped or something. Now speaking of that, did you see the like Russian a sherby? A sherby could look. Like a bit of gold from a distance, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, he, and you so know, if you bit it, and, oh, you taste the sherby, yeah, it's not gold. <laughs> I suppose yeah. that's where it came from. I noticed one of the Russian boxers refused to 
because he wanted gold. Yeah. He refused to be standing with his medal around his neck. He put it in his pocket. Did he? Yeah. He uh, really. He didn't bite it. He wouldn't bite nah, it. No, he wouldn't bite it. He uh, just went in his pocket. Okay. Now, I tell you what, this is something, I mean, there's a million ways to lose, as I keep pointing out, but yeah. Ryder said that the life-size model of a sumo wrestler positioned next to the 10th obstacle on the 14th jump Olympic course, on the 14th jump Olympic yeah. course, may have distracted several horses on Tuesday night in qualifying for individual jumping final. Yes. A few pairings pulled up short. Mm. Pairings, I assume, is horse and rider. Must be. Uh, hunched over and seemingly ready to attack the wrestler mm. is facing away from the approaching riders, meaning that when they complete a sharp turn yep. to take on the jump, the first thing the horse and humans see is a wedgie yep. created by the wrestler's mawashi, yeah, the you right. know the knotted uh, yes. loincloth or oh. you know budgie smuggler. That well, they that wear. can frighten horses. I, I tell you what does. I, I don't know if you've ever dressed as a sumo and presented yourself in the stables. You get a weird reaction, H. It is incredible. It's the strangest thing. I've seen that on video, you know, yeah. people doing G-ups at oh, yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, Wallace's yeah, yeah. place. No, and I actually like tried it myself with yeah. Rudin King. He didn't recognise me. He just went berserko. That's <laughs> the weirdest thing. I don't know why they've put I, that statue there. I, it, it just puts everyone off. I know. It's like putting a flaming wall. It's not as if it's a great statue or anything. It's, no, it's, it's pretty, pretty ordinary, ordinary really. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I tell you what shocked you most about turning up with the uh, mash- mawashi on yeah. was the horse started calling you Bruce. Yes, dis- they wanted to dis- kick me. Yeah, <laughs> most disconcerting. <laughs> There's a lot to look at. Uh, Ireland, uh, Clan O'Connor said it's very realistic. Mm. I just I want a lot to look at. It's a bit of a euphemism for something. Uh, it's very realistic. Anyway, Israeli's uh, Teddy Vlock. Oh mm. God, can't Teddy Vlock ride? Can't he ride that? Uh, bike, among yeah. the horses alarmed was the stallion 2016 gold medal uh, uh, medalist mm. uh, Penelope La Provost of France. Mm. We tried to relax our horses in the turn. She said maybe they were surprised to see something vertical so close. Yes, well they would have been. Well, you been. pointed that out to me when you saw a I video. Did. I did. Really as soon as I looked at the course, I mean, we were there to look at the sand to see, you know, just whether it was heavy sand or not, or you know, with dry sand, it was bloody hopeless ordinary sand, if you ask me. But anyway, that's a separate issue. And I said to you at the time, this bloody statue, this is going to cause problems. Mm. And you said, yeah. Mm. You know? Because I reminded of you turning up in the Mawashi yeah. at, you know, R- uh, King Lodge. That, exactly. Now, uh, one, one uh, other topic before we go to uh, mm. emails. Mm. Look, Karina Lee, third yes. uh, in the swim, the, uh, oh, the incredible... Oh, this is the marathon swim. Mm, just, just bizarre. How brave was that swim? Oh, I tell you what, there's graciousness and bravery. Isn't there with the Australian team? Absolutely. Graciousness and bravery. Yeah. I couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she was hit in the face by a fish. Yeah, I know. Now. Yeah, I know. It, it, it You've got to expect it, though. You've got to expect it, H.C., when you're in a bay, you know, because there are fish in that bay. I, I, I pointed this out. I pointed this out to anyone who listened, not that anyone would. But I said, what, what's happening with the fish here? Uh, you know, the, the fish going to attack people? And they said, well, I don't know, really. don't know. Well, look what happened. I know. It's Probably just, cost us silver. I'd say so. And it's yeah. 29 degrees. Because she was there. only about five centimetres behind the winner. The winner. Yeah, and 29 degrees. It'll be 20. How fish. can you swim in that? Olympic fact, the Dodge. Olympic truth, the Dodge. Olympic Australian decency, the Dodge. This is Dodging Armageddon on ABC Radio. I like that Australian Olympic decency in that, not bad. 
Yes. We just posed. That's, that's yeah. apropos of your thoughts today. Yeah, yeah. Bravery. Well, brave, I think, was the word yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't stop myself thinking of it. Whenever mm. I saw an Aussie, I just think brave. Now, if you want to get in touch with the show, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have. Roy. Yes, they have. Tony is joining us. Tony's in Vancouver. He says, Konnichiwa. I heard the recent suggestion from another listener about including Greyhound Racing in the Brisbane 2032 Olympic Games. Fair mm. enough. I can't think of a more Australian vent at the Games. My only question is to who will the medal be presented to after the race? Would it go to the dog or would it go to the trainer or would it go to the owners? Um, well, I, represent- I, I think it's got to go to the connection. It's got to go well, to the I, owners, I, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think representative of the, uh, you know, as yeah. you say, the organisation. Yes. Uh, you know, which obviously, you know, some trainers often have 100 dogs, you know, that they're working yes. with. Yes, So that poor old person might get worn out depending on how how many heats there are. Sure. Are they going to be distance races, Roy, as in, you oh, know, 100 metres, the 200, the 400 so. and so on? Yeah, yeah, and the marathon. Of course, it's the one everyone's talking about, how we're going to organise that. Uh, now, Gus in Sydney says, it strikes me that the decathlon is the perfect embodiment of the Australian spirit. They get in a queue to have a go, and once they get a go, they get back into a different queue to have another go. Beautifully summed up. It is. They then repeat up. this process ten times. I know. It's incredible. Yep. It's quite surreal to watch a bunch of people not quite be the best at anything. <laughs> then at the end of it all, someone is given a medal for being the best at being the best of those who are not quite the best at anything at all. That <laughs> sentence alone is pretty surreal. Uh, perhaps for Brisbane we could extend the decathlon to 20 events. We'd have to call it something else. I suppose we would. You've got to have a go to get a go after all, he says, says Gus. Well, that's absolutely right on the money, isn't it? I mean, our brave decathlon. The bloke jumping off the wrong leg. no knee. Yeah, no knee. No knee. And he's he's got, I think he's got discus this morning, or this afternoon, I think, something like that. Discus. How's he going to He's going to have to go off the the other leg. He will have to throw left-handed instead of right. Yeah. If anyone can do it, an Aussie can. Brave. Gracious. Uh, Wayne uh, has been in touch. He said, I found this piece on a website. Australia ranks 19th for prize money in medal bonuses. Our gold Ah. medal winners get $20,000, whilst Singapore get $1 million. Mm. Uh, Surely this is an outrage, considering our budget for the administration of uh, Brisbane is north of $5 billion. Shouldn't our athletes get a little bit more? Uh, Kazakhstan gave three hundred and forty thousand for gold, and I think uh, didn't the, the Filipino get an eight hundred thousand dollar and home? a house? No, got eight hundred thousand dollars and a house. Well, that's more like it. Yeah, thanks. That's thanks. more like that's it. That's your isn't benchmark. It? I that's think the bar so. All nations should be clear. That's it. Well, you'd struggle to buy a house in Australia at the moment for eight hundred thousand. You couldn't do it. No. So I think having a, giving someone a house is a great idea. Plus eight hundred thousand to do a little bit of renovations or change things the way you want or put in some equipment in the backyard. Yeah, training. Box. Training stuff. What do you know? I think uh, our swimmers get ten, for instance. I have got that article yeah. somewhere that uh, they uh, do. They get them. anything for their ambassadorship for mining or, or oh, what a good furniture question. distribution? I, I, I or assume they would chocolate. I suppose they do. They yeah, wouldn't the, do that for nothing, would they? Well, well, they'd be stupid if they did. Thanks. And I don't think they're stupid. I mean, they're brave, but they're not stupid. And they have management who look after those I things. I suppose for they them, do. Many of them would have, have managers, the, yes. They hand out with, you know, hopefully, yes. you know, minimum. So do you think ten. there would have been someone in between the athlete and the mining industry? There would be. To grease the Well, make the wheel. Move the thing forward. Okay. Greg from Pennant Hills. I'm puzzled by Channel 7's choice of an American commentator for the men's hockey matches. He seems to have very little knowledge of field hockey. Perhaps he's more familiar with ice hockey. 
why do we have to put up with this drivel? Uh, we are locked down here. Can't Channel 7 do its bit and pay a bit extra for a genuine, unbiased Aussie commentator who knows the game? Right. Now, I can't I help you I here. can't help him either. This must be on the 7 app because I, I think on the 7, so. 7 app they're taking calls from other people who aren't associated with the and network. And other nations. Yes. 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 They just so they're not going to see it with the, the so clarity of an Australian. He's not looking for bravery and graciousness, no. Roy, in anything. No, no. He or she. No, he or she. No. But they could come to Australia and learn and then become better commentators. Well, that's a better idea. Do some sort of apprenticeship. Or an online course. An online course, exactly. Rick Charlesworth would have put one up ages ago, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. How to commentate field hockey. Well, yes. Yes, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Now, Davo from Adelaide says, Late uh, uh, evening, fellow, Channel 7 commentator Andrew Gaze decided to grace us all with his little piece of commentary gold during the basketball. He said, You can't leave Joe Inglis open. He's coming off an NBA season where he shot at 45%. He makes more than he misses. Right, now, 45% says, isn't right, is no, it? It's, well, no, it's that, not. That's actually, that's actually missing more he than he makes. Out, he says he makes more than he misses. Last time I checked, 45% was less than 50%. <laughs> so what's... Uh, look, you can get carried away, <clears throat> you know, in the moment. You've got, you've got you to know, understand... You've got to understand that 40, the, 45% from Inglis is the equivalent of 100% on some days. You know, from anybody that, else. Yeah, from anybody else. Yeah, but you've got to accept that Bruce is the only person who can carry the maths yeah. and the stats and be able to work with them in that time tight time frame. Yes, yes, I, I, I agree with that. And there are more calls HGE uh, just uh, Oh, no, this, this, this has come through from Rudy. Rudy is a lover of the kangaroo and a believer in the emu. Whoa, I couldn't put it better I than know, that. I know, I couldn't put it better either. He says, it occurred to me this morning that Andrew Hoy... Uh, Andrew Hoy's extraordinary career, impressive though it is, must have kept generations of equestrian freaks out of the saddle. Oh, would have. Imagine how disappointing it must be for the 60-year-old who was once bright-eyed, outstanding young horseman, and has seen the decades pour through the hourglass thinking, next time, next Olympics, only to see Hoy turn up at every track since 1976, (laughs) LA, Seoul, Barker, the toilet, Sydney, Athens. How sobering is that? No, that is That's an excellent. That's true, isn't he? I mean, is he a blockage point. in the pipe, or is he <laughs> opening I... the pipe a little bit more than we need it? Hopefully. Okay, L- listen. This how comes... long's Hoy going to go on? Because Hoy mentioned the other day that he wouldn't mind pressing on to uh, to Brisbane, twenty thirty two. Yeah. Oh Lord. So what should but, we do? Can... Has someone got to talk to him? Is is it up to his excellent highness? Well, I, look, can I just set this in another slightly head off in a slightly different direction here? Hmm. Hoy's got, Hoy's got the horse. Yes. He's got that look. Yes. He's got the... He's got the, the astral the, connection the, stuff. Well done. Now, yeah. the difficulty yeah. is, is that, not, as I keep pointing out, this is not available to everybody. No. Not everybody in Australia, never mind how brave and gracious they are yeah. when they come to the horse, when they approach a horse, when they throw a leg over the horse, a lot of them don't have a pair of jodhpurs. No, they don't. They don't have those boots that come up to the knee. Oh, yeah. They don't have that stack hat. With oh, the, and the red jacket. Thanks. Yeah. The cut, the, the white the look, shirt, you know, the, the white the, shirt, the cravat, or whatever it is at the it neck. It might be a cravat, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and so then, and all that sort of stuff that goes with it—the trailer, the car that can tow the trailer, yep. the place of stabling the horse in Japan, the saddle, stable. the bespoke saddle, you know, that's designed just for your date. Well, of course, it's the most important thing in the world. Your saddle. 
Now, you can see where I'm going is, yes. what are we going to do? Give yeah. grants to kids to get involved in horse riding? I mean, the grants have to go to be astronomical. Oh, they are. Maybe we should attach a couple of horses to every school in Australia. Uh, I thought this would be a great idea. Yeah. More than a couple. Oh, well, four, couple, four or five horses. Yeah, so she can learn about Because teachers, teachers love looking after horses. There's no extra effort to come in on a weekend and feed the bloody things. Teachers would love it. And with that as something to think about, it's time to uh, suggest that um, the next time we meet, the paths of dodging Armageddon yeah. and your highway to gold yeah. will intersect in hopefully the most attractive fashion. Yes, well, we've got we're going to have gold. Uh, I think H. I think we're going to have gold in the beach volleyball, and let's see how the King of King Island pulls it in tonight. And those boomers. What about us. them boomers? I know. Grace and bravery. Join us next time for more G&B on Dodging Armageddon. Bye now.